Are we recording? I thought we were already tracking. Anytime I'm listening to a podcast and I'm like, who, (laughs) I hear people talking and things like we're doing. I'm like, who are these people? Why are they worth listening to? You know, we can't save every deal, but we can save a lot of deals by having better conversations of getting to the root of the problem and asking better questions. You know, I spent some time working on my own house and, and, and redoing things myself and knowing what's like actually important and easy to take care of versus like, you know, okay, this thing's falling apart. Welcome to the Cashflow Bros Podcast, where three investors and realtors give you the inside scoop on everything investing in Birmingham, Alabama. Well, you realize our podcast is taking off. Yeah. First release, guess how many views? Oh, let's hear the stats. I would six. Oh, I was going to say. Amy was one of them. She listened to the whole thing. Wait, Good for her. First well, dang, I listened, yeah. to, I listened cool. to it too. So I, guess. I re-uploaded a new version too. Oh, so I, mm. I kind of modified the audio through that Adobe audition. Oh. Yeah, got it going. So or Adobe pod- podcast. Right oh, you did. Sweet. It did help. It's it's uh, sounds good. So yeah. we're, we're launching this. We're on the fly. Yeah, we're figuring it out. So that's why we want feedback from from our fans, our six fans. <laughs> One of them's me. One of them's Amy. Amy, I, I put out an intro and the music got changed already. So the hey, feedback's doing good, it on the man. fly, dude. Doing the feedback's good. So, um, but yeah. So we basically want to take you know uh, episode and just kind of talk through um, a little bit of who we are, how we got into investing, how that all started. And so today we're going to feature myself. I'm going to just ask myself questions and then this I'll is not them. a this is not a like prepared script, I promise. <laughs> so, but yeah, we'll take time. We'll, Rob probably has the most experience and the most Anytime I'm listening story. to a podcast and I'm like who <laughs> I hear people talking and things like we're doing, I'm like who are these people? Why would I listen like, why are they worth listening to, you know? A hundred percent. And I think these, hopefully these episodes answer that question. Like, and then people can evaluate it for worth listening to after they, yeah. <laughs> yeah. After they our, our six viewers goes down to two after, mm. after these episodes. And one of them's yeah. me and one of them's Amy. So. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. I mean, like, you know, we are definitely not by far the the most experienced investors in uh, Birmingham, but we all have portfolios. You know, oftentimes when we talk to clients who we're trying to help them get portfolios, you know, I think it's helpful to know that the other person on the, on the aisle partnering with you has gone through experiences pretty similar to what you're going through, whether it's an eviction or a, you know, a rent turn or, um, Section Eight stuff, or just in general, trying to find properties that are going to be in good areas. Like we all go through these same questions because we're trying to build our portfolios, and we sell some, we buy some, we do we do it all for ourselves as well. So, so yeah, accurate description. Well, let's start with Todd on uh, the background. Like Todd, if you were going to describe yourself in three words. What would those words be? Oh gosh, um, man, three words. Uh, I would say f- determined, yeah, slash focused. I guess. Um, I would say. I would say. 
And that's those are good. That's a good question. Um, a learner. I like. Learning. Oh yeah. I like finding new new things, and you know, I crave stimulation of like interesting new things to get into hobbies. I'm a hobbyist, if you will. So oh, yeah. like being Definitely. a learner, hobbyist. I know I'm like yeah. picking two words. I'm mean, I'm turning your yeah <laughs> three words into six every word can be expanded <laughs> expanded. Yeah. Um, and then I uh, I think growth. Mm, yeah, growth is is a good word. I, I like seeing others grow. I mm-hmm. I have, and then I like personally um, growing myself, learning, um, and trying to push myself to um, to grow in even in difficult situations. You know, yeah. see the opportunity. So, I think you have a really uh, interesting background and a really useful background for what we do. Um, but a lot of people might not really realize exactly how uh, important, like where you came from. I think you're, the combination of what you used to do and who you used to do it for creates a great combination for your current job of um, helping people list and sell houses here in Birmingham. Um, so fill us in yeah. on what it is that... <laughs> you were doing before this. Yeah. So for 13 years I worked for a nonprofit and I did a lot of creative work. So it's definitely a a different, um, dynamic to what I do now, but I actually, towards the end of it, I was going into a lot of, there was, they had commercial spaces and I was going in and doing like design work that would, um, for the spatial, you know, areas and creating banners and different things for marketing and different things like that. And um, I've always had this um, ability to kind of see a space and see the potential of what could be. And so, you know, when I flip my own houses, it's really helped because sometimes it's funny when I see like a final flip, like the finished product with the paint and everything, like I'm oftentimes not that shocked by it because I have the ability to like basically mock it up in my brain because mm-hmm. I did it for years as a designer and as a creative, like I would, I, you could go through comps of ideas quicker in your brain than doing it on the computer or writing it out. And so you kind of like try these mock-ups really quickly in your brain and they're like, that's not good. That's not good. That's not good. Okay. This is a good idea. And then you actually put pen to paper and try that idea. And so when I do flips, like, you know, and I'm putting all these pieces together of paint and where we're going to tear down this wall and all that kind of stuff, I can quickly visualize in my brain that that pathway of what it looks like. And the same thing is true when I'm working with clients, you know, like if they're selling a property, I can walk that property and I see the, the um, you know, on the spec sheet, it's a three, two, mm-hmm. but there's intangible things that you walk a property and you're like, well, you know, this kind of flows this way or spatially this house feels great and it's Mm. going to do really well or other properties you walk and you're like, this is going to be harder to sell um, because of various reasons. And some of those are very factual, like, you know, the bathroom, it only has one bath, but sometimes, you know, it's, it's little things like down the street, it's, there's a little bit of blight or you turn the corner and it's just kind of a weird angle the way you get into the street or these are just nuances, especially when your boots on the ground. I think they've helped me to kind of, when you just look at comps, 
to kind of adjust those comps and it's helped me in my own investing portfolio as well. So oh, yeah. those kind of nuances of, of like the aesthetic side of the business I'm very in tune with and my previous work experience helps. So, oh, um, yeah. and then obviously, you know, being in the creative world, it helps us with this podcast and, you know, definitely this helps. Like I, would, I would have never been able to do this. <laughs> this studio that we're in, <laughs> you studio. should, if you follow me on social media, the other, all six of you, then you see the uh, the before and after of the studio, which before, I'll just describe it. Before it was uh, three folding tables that I bought from Costco, and now it's a beautiful, <laughs> now it's a beautiful bookshelf and sofas and chairs and recording equipment. Yeah, uh, and that's because of Todd. That's just kind of how he approaches things, uh, and can really add value from. The perspective of looking at a house and saying, like, here's what's great about it. Here's what will help it sell better. And, you know, here's like the little tweaks that we can do and being able to visualize that in a way that I don't think a lot of people can do. It's difficult. A lot of people cannot. I can't do it. I, I don't. That's why, like, I pretty much let other people handle that part of changing properties or decorating anything i'm like you just outsource it (laughs) yeah i mean these literally (laughs) folding tables from costco he outsources to costco and just stops by chair i stole from the break room was my office furniture yeah um so yeah i think that's that's really your background uh in the creative space and like seeing things designing things building things and uh and kind of the character that comes from it is a great combination for real estate and what i learned too like you know the more and more i did creative work you know the visual side of it you're you're basically visually problem solving Mm -hmm. but if you don't narrow down to the the exact problem that's in front of you you aren't really solving you don't know where you're what you're fixing basically Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what I learned is is thinking outside of the box to solve problems. And we do that a lot, a lot through inspections. I know, Jordan, you do that a ton, too, as well. When you're when you're hitting some, what some agents will be like, hey, we're, we're going to stop this contract. We're going to we're going to release it. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, what is the problem? How right. can we get to the root? And we can't save every deal, but we can save a lot of deals by having better conversations of getting to the root of the problem and asking better questions. And like, I, that's what I did is like, if you ask the right questions, you get the right answers and hopefully you can come to a solution. Sure. And I know you do that really well too. Cause there's been a few buyers deals that I was like, man, this is falling apart. Yeah. There's been definitely a few of them. I think a lot of that too is I'm not as creative, uh, as you are. I think a lot of it is, is knowledge and understanding of really, you know, I spent some time working on my own house and, and and redoing things myself and knowing what's, like, actually important and easy to take care of versus, right. like, you know, okay, this thing's falling apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so falling apart. <laughs> uh, I'm curious, is, since you've hopped in this, because you've been on the team now, what, a year and a half? Time's yeah, kind of starting up to two years up, coming up in on November. Two. So since you've hopped on, you know, I know we've talked about this Hueytown deal a million times, left and sideways and everywhere. Yeah. Besides that, what do you think the biggest learning opportunity slash 
deal that you've put together is in terms of creativeness and, you know, just the biggest learning lesson deal that you've done? There's been a few. I think, um, you know, I can think of a few. We we sold several of Rob's townhomes, and it was an interesting journey because just learning how to basically pivot and pitch it and get it in the right spot, it was just a very kind of unique, you know, because it was a portfolio, it was all together, but it, it was kind of close but not exactly next door so people are kind of confused about that and mm. so I think I think back to that deal and it just it took a little while to get the right type of buyer and I think that the journey taught me a little bit more about how to prepare those kinds of portfolio sales mm-hmm. and we've done several portfolios but yeah. that taught me at a new level of like if I think if we had prepped it a little bit differently on the front end we could have taken off like a month on the on the sale mm-hmm. like timeline so that was one deal that i i definitely learned a lot through that's a that's a really good question um and then i think you know unfortunately my biggest learning lesson is probably my one of my biggest failures as a flip <laughs> and uh that was a tough one yeah. it was a tough one so i just i did a project in east lake um bought a property, got a great price on it. And I'm glad I did because I ended up not making very much money, but was in the flip for over a year and it was just way too long and just had a lot of hiccups. Uh, the scope of work expanded, lack of communication. Um, and I've learned more on that project and all the, through that failure, I'll, I'll call it a failure in the sense I don't consider it a failure cause I've still like walked away from it and chose to learn from it but it definitely did not go optimal mm-hmm. like and i think through that i learned way more that is going to help me in the future than any other project i've done which any is other flip or yeah. any other deal so um would you still uh, go to east lake i think i think i would go to east lake um so t- towards ruffner Mm-hmm. is a little bit nicer and yeah. like as you go up the hill those pockets are a little bit those houses tend to do better um and are more popular yeah so i'm not i don't think i'd steer clear there but i think i would i would be a little bit more i would be more careful on the timeline and the scope of work for for the house yeah um i would be looking for more of a carpet and paint and make sure the bones are a lot better now I mean, I got the house for twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, you went all in on it. It was yeah. We were into the actual re- rehab for like one twenty or one fifteen. It was it was a terrible. Lot. I mean, that is a lot of work. It's a lot of work. A lot of risk for the payoff. Um, but I think I think I would be I'd be okay with East Lake if it was more carpet and paint. Mm. I don't know if I'd want to be doing a full, you know, down to foundation. Yeah. But you learned a lot. So I learned good. a lot. So yeah. Would I do it again? That's that's actually an interesting question. So, like, I'm curious, Rob. Like, <laughs> you probably have had some big failures. I, I don't oh, yeah. even want to call them failures because, like, you <laughs> learn from them, right? But like, you probably yeah. have had some bad stuff happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, would you change any of them? Because they probably have shaped and molded who you are as an investor. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've got some stuff going on right now, like with the market, you know, how it is slowing down 
that is kind of like, you know, I'm losing money and, but it's part of like a bigger, I think if you, one thing that can help is to like zoom out your time perspective yeah, and say that, okay, like, let's just take, for example, you do your first deal, it's a flip and you lose $10,000 on it. Well, is that a big deal right today? Maybe, you know, your whole net worth is, was 15,000. Now you're down. So yeah, that's a big deal. It's a huge deal. Yeah. Today it's a big deal, but like zoom out to a month from now, how big of a deal is it? Zoom out to a year from now, how big of a deal is it? Especially if you stay in real estate, working, learning, flipping houses. Yeah. You find a partner who can do better on the next one with you. Five years from now, is that 10,000 that you lost that big of a deal? If you stay in real estate with all the advantages that we have investing in real estate, 10 years, 20 years, like, is that 10 grand a big deal? No. So I think really zooming out your time horizon of what matters and saying, okay, I lost this money today, but like... I won't make that mistake again. I've made right. that that $10,000 mistake. And I've learned a lot of things that next time I'll be way better. And to do that, you definitely have to have the approach that I'm going to learn. Like I'm going to really dig in and be honest with myself about what went wrong and why. Right. Um. So you can squeeze the lessons out of it and do better next time. And then you have to be somewhat determined to like kind of shake off the yucky feeling and the pain and sadness that comes with losing money today to move forward and have hope for what's to come. You kind of have to have confidence in that 20 years down the road picture. Yeah. Um. So, and I think that's what I have learned from having y'all as a team and helping other agents and investors. One of the biggest things I've learned is that it's cliche to say, but it it's all mental is 100% true. Not just like the good stuff. The bad stuff is all mental too and how you look at it. And I think that's, uh, I don't know, something I've, reasonably well figured out how to deal with mm-hmm. uh, emotionally emotionally and mentally. And so I try to help y'all do that too. Yeah, it was funny. So I did a podcast with Blake um, this last week. And one of the questions he asked was like on this new journey of being an entrepreneur and kind of working for yourself, what, what was the big lesson? And one of them I said was the highs are really high and the lows are really low. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. And I've learned – and I'm still on the journey of learning a tougher extra like outer skin to those highs and lows, because if you don't have that resilience, then they'll take you out mm-hmm. and you could be down for the count either permanently and swear off investing altogether, or you could just be down and out and lose six months of time because you're just so caught up in your own 
like woes of how this deal went, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you just had a property that you sold, which congratulations, was, yeah. you just had a flip, but yep. you're expecting probably what? You were split, you were you was, partnered with someone, so yeah. you were expecting what, 20, 25K I was profit? I was hoping 25 a person. And where'd you land? Maybe 30, uh, about <clears throat> 13. So, you know, yeah. 10 grand off of what I was hoping for. And I, it took more time than I had hoped it would. Yeah. Um, which time is something you can't ever get back. Um, you know, but the learning lessons that I got from that were uh, you can't put a dollar price to it. You know, I've learned a couple, oh, of, couple of vendors who not to work with again. Um, I think I learned some lessons when I look for properties in the future. Um, you know, like my dad always tells me, and I've probably said it a thousand times to y'all, but knowledge takes either time, which is usually what it takes, or money. And sometimes money can speed up the time that you get the knowledge. Right. And for this one, it was both, sadly. But sometimes, though, I feel like the experiences teach us better. I learned through this so much better. I, I've seen other people make the mistakes that I made. And I was, <laughs> and, and I was like, he's like, I didn't have yeah, to make yeah, mistakes, yeah. but I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I've seen somebody make this before, but I'm so daggum stubborn and dumb that, yeah. you know, I, I got to learn it myself the hard way. That's funny. Man. Take money out of my pocket. And I really remember things. Yep. Yeah. No, there was a, there was a bigger pockets episode. I listened to a while back and it was this person who was like flipping, houses and they were doing it from the credit card they were doing it remote like all like all they literally made like almost all the mistakes in the book and they i think they lost like 10 or 15 grand um on their first flip and i was like blown away i was like you you i mean there were so many mistakes they could have avoided but they were still in the game they were on bigger pockets now. I mean, I've never been on bigger pockets, you know, and they're flipping like multiple houses and they were very successful five years down the road. But where they started was like, I mean, I don't know if I could have recovered my first deal losing that much money. I, I've only no. lost money on one deal. Mm. Um, and that was a tough, it was five grand and, I, and that was a really tough pill to swallow. And, but even then, like I kept, I kept trucking, but this was after several years of experience in the real estate game. So I don't know what I would have done, but all that to say is they, they're still in the game. They're still, what you gotta do. so, so yeah, so it's definitely, um, I think it's always encouraging to hear other people's stories of it's not every single win, but you know, ultimately it, it comes together. So. Yeah. That's a fact. Oh yeah. But So if you start, if you're getting started, thinking of getting started, just started in the middle of a bad, a deal going wrong right now, I think, uh, hopefully you'll take that as some encouragement that, uh, you know, there's lots of stories that started out that same way, but people learned the lessons and stayed in the game and got to, you know, probably where you're trying to get to in the real estate world. Yeah. Yep. So we'll hopefully do, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about, you know, Rob, we'll talk more about Jordan. Um, give us a give y'all a little bit of insight into uh, some of the history of how we got into investing all that kind of stuff. But hopefully it's, it's helpful to get to know us a little bit. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely is. 
Anyway. Thanks for joining us today. As always, we are the Cashflow Bros. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, trying to give you the insight into the Birmingham real estate market update. So, take See you all next time. <laughs>